This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. You got me rah, rah. The artist Kay Flay lost hearing in one ear last fall, and it hasn't returned since. She's planning to release a new album in September and is now on her first tour since the hearing loss. She's performing at Showbox Soto in Seattle on Friday, June 23rd. I caught up with Kay Flay to talk about her journey. She started off by explaining the events leading up to the hearing loss and what that experience was like. I decided last spring that I was going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and just got back to L.A. I was gearing up to go on a writing trip for another artist that I that I do co-writing with for her project and getting ready to tour in the fall. And I woke up pretty early, like 5.30 or so in the morning and had this totally bizarre sensation that I could not hear anything in my right ear. And I also sort of had the, the noise of the ocean in it. It was like primal. It, it reminded me of like primordial soup or something. You know what I mean? Like an, like an ancient noise was in my ear, my right ear. So I was like, well, that's weird. Mm. And I scheduled, I sort of had the wherewithal to schedule an urgent care appointment. By the time I got to urgent care, I was like intractably vomiting. I had crazy vertigo. And the woman at urgent care, the nurse was like, yeah, there's, there's nothing in your ear. Like you, you need to go to the ER. And, um, yeah, luckily I live in Los Angeles and this happened there and there's, you know, amazing hospitals and a lot of specialists and I was able to get seen right away and diagnosed super super quickly with something called SSNHL, which stands for sudden sensory neural hearing loss. They don't know why it happens and essentially the the kind of theory is that a virus gets into your ear canal and it's sort of it like explodes kind of and it just it just detonates like a grenade and so we kind of threw everything at it to answer your question about what was that like I think it's the strangest thing that's ever happened to me I think when it comes to grief experiences there's a feeling of of disbelief I remember my biological dad died when I was 14, a te- uh, like an early teenager. And I remember thinking at the time, this is the worst magic trick in the world. I think loss like that, death, it just feels like the worst magic trick. And this, <laughs> this felt like that, um, you know, and, and all the uncertainty professionally that came with, you know, sound being so messed up for a period of time. It's a strange situation of, the tinnitus and the ringing never went away. So it's pretty common. Most people, they lose their hearing and they also have constant ringing. So there's sort of this kind of weird something and nothing at the same time, which, you know, I think has the potential to to kind of drive someone insane. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so right now, so the hearing never fully came back. You still have tinnitus ringing in the ears and are you still experiencing vertigo as well? The vertigo, and I'll, I'll do a big shout out to um, my physical therapist, Dr. Kirk. I was very diligent about the things I could control in the situation. And one of those is the equilibrium stuff. So the dizziness, the vertigo is very, very sporadic now. 
I basically have all these exercises I do to keep my brain, I guess, in shape in that way. So thank God. I mean, that that was crazy. I, I had never experienced anything like that. And it was it was so strange to to not feel grounded. And I think especially like, you know, I just climbed this mountain. I was like in the best physical shape of my life. And it was a real a real reminder like, wow, things can change in a moment and never get too comfortable where you are because the the ground is is want to shift. So it was really scary, I guess. But thankfully, yes, the vertigo and, and all that stuff is is essentially gone. And I worked really hard to to try to get that the balance back because that mobility was really, really important, I think, for the the kind of healing and, and feeling like, okay, there are some things I can control and I can move forward with with power and confidence, even though there's this loss. Wow. Because I know you had to cancel your fall tour and you're currently on tour. So what has it been like to perform again after getting this new condition? <laughs> well, I will say this, and, I, and I'll preface this by I've been on I've been on tours before, like in the throes of a horrible breakup. And by far, I have cried more on this tour than than and on any other um, in history. It's just the tears of of grief and catharsis, I think. It's at the same time been so beautiful to be back on the road and feel present in the performance and feel like I'm connecting energetically with people in a real way. I mean, that's, you know, that's sort of the point of the whole thing. So that's, that's been wonderful. However, it is, it's different, you know, and I think there's a feeling that I used to have, like when I'd walk into a venue or I'd put my headphones on, put my in-ears in, whatever. And I, I would just sort of get washed away by the sound. I think that might be the part that's been difficult is, you know, for a long time, music was, was something that was so just simple and that's, that's changed. And I, I can feel my brain adjusting, you know, it's gotten better over time. And I know that in a year's time and two years time and three years time, you know, my, my brain and my mind will keep adjusting, but it's been, yeah, painful in that way, I guess. But I feel kind of like, like like I'm healing, really. The other day we were we were in Indianapolis, which is like kind of a fraught city for me in, in my personal history. And so like I was already kind of on edge. And then I just told my tour manager, I was like, her name's Michaela. I was like, Michaela, I just need a room. Like I need a room to cry in for like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and so she found me a room. I did that. And then I played the show and it was great. So it's it's been it's been an exercise in like and like, like, and not or it's like, I am sad. And I'm having a wonderful time. And so I've, I think I've, I've been feeling like, okay, this is yet another thing in my adult life that is pushing me to have a more nuanced experience mm. of the world. But it's not like you walk into like these venues and like the loudness of the music is is completely overwhelming. Or is it? Well, it used to be. It's it's getting better. So the the crazy thing, just in terms of logistics, when when you only have one ear that's working, is you cannot locate sound without 
like a visual cue. Just kind of like you need two eyes for depth perception. You need need two ears for echolocation. And as a consequence, like restaurants or concerts, places with lots of ambient noise coming from all directions – feel very psychologically overwhelming. Now, I'm getting like way more accustomed to that feeling and hence much less overwhelmed. But this is my my reintroduction to the world of noise. Yeah. Wow. So you are about to put out an album this fall. Um, I feel like it's appropriately named Mono uh, <laughs> now that you no longer have hearing in stereo. But um, did you work on this album also after some of the hearing loss? And if so, what was that experience like making music with this different sense of of hearing? So yeah, I finished and also wrote many of these songs in the the post-ear era. And we were able to take some of the demos and songs I'd worked on prior to the hearing loss, kind of pick pick the things that made sense. I had already started working on additional new music after the hearing loss, which was, you know, talk about like kind of mind boggling, literally, like I, I was just refiguring out how to, you know, be on pitch and, and calibrate my brain. Oh, that's interesting. It probably, yeah, impacting just your voice as well. Yeah. And like the way that it really did, and, and you'll understand this, is I lost my monitoring ear. Mm. <laughs> You know, so like historically, I've always recorded with one headphone ear off, one on. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And so that's that's kind of my monitoring system is like that's how I'm on pitch. So then I was like, Uh, (laughs) you know, Um, so I was making music in that place of like feeling uncomfortable to record my own vocal, which it put me in a place where I was then willing to try different things because I wasn't just like in my comfort zone. Yeah. I I mean, overall, I mean, just your experience making an album, probably listening back to the tracks probably feels different. And then also just performing now. I mean, overall, how would you say your relationship to music has changed since this loss of hearing? That's a great question. I think my relationship with music has deepened and become more complex. There are times when I really don't want to listen to music now. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I don't know if I felt that way before. Music was always an avenue for self-expression and catharsis for me, both as a creator of it and a listener of it. I think this experience has very much deepened the like healing and kind of spiritual power of music for me because it just provided this this avenue to a place of joy and strength that I didn't I didn't even know was kind of available to me and I I think I'm more in touch with with how music heals us. And I know that that sounds a little, maybe a little trite, but it, it's pretty genuinely how I feel. That was my conversation with Kay Flay. She'll perform in Seattle on Friday, June 23rd. Her upcoming album is slated for release in September. Eyes, 
That was Sound and Vision. Before you go, please do me a huge favor. Take a moment to rate and review this podcast. It's been a while since we've had a new rating or review in Apple Podcasts, and I just kind of wanted to make sure people are still listening and liking what they hear. You can also help spread the word about this show by subscribing to this podcast or sharing an episode with a friend or on social media. KEXP is a publicly funded station. We rely on listener support, not big corporate or advertising dollars to do what we do. So please help spread the word. And you can also help financially support the show with a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.